Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Hagrid's Tale. He's back. He's back. <laughs> We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to follow along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Um, donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We also have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, um, as well as any other place that you listen to our podcast. Yeah. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. If you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org to subscribe. And now for Wizard Team News. My mom tried to kill me. (laughs) That's why I sound like this. Robin's really sick, guys, and she's powering through this recording, just so y'all know. So send her all the love. Maybe by the time this comes out, she'll feel better. But I better. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. Wednesday is my Aminata day. Also, Aminata oh, also helped yeah. her trying to kill me. Because, woo, she don't care. Yeah, she doesn't care if you're sick. Honey Badger don't care if he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, nah. So, yeah. So send Robin some, some healing love. Recording when you're sick is... Well, really doing anything when you're sick is rough, so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's it uh, for news. We have a new Patronus. Another one. Another one. I feel like we should just, like, add, yeah. Anyway, um, shout out to Jarrett. Thank you um, for becoming a Patronus. You the best. You loyal. You smart. Appreciate you. Matter of fact, you a genius. (laughs) We appreciate you. Major key alert. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, magical <coughs> birthdays. Um, today, Wednesday, is Bill Weasley's birthday. Happy birthday, brother in um, It is time for the Sagittarians, which is cool. So shout out to Bill. And also, don't forget, if your birthday is coming up, let us know. And we will uh, shout you out on the podcast and on Twitter if we remember, but definitely on the podcast and definitely in the newsletter. So let us know. Yes, definitely. I just kind of blinked out there. I don't know. I might have fallen asleep. (laughs) But birthdays are important. Yeah. Very, very important. Let us, let us know. Okay. And now... Let's let's get into the chapter. That was maybe the quickest we've ever done it. I know. Good job, Potter. Which is awesome. <laughs> Bless you. This is terrible. I did have some really good ramen, though. Shout out to Caviar. <laughs> you the best. You loyal. Best that ever done it. <laughs> okay. Mm, not the right chapter. So we are on... 
chapter 20, Haggard's Tale. Um, previously on Wizard Team, Hermione has a really great idea um, for communicating with the rest of Dumbledore's army, uses these fake galleons to let everybody know when the time and place of, or really just the time, everybody knows where it is, the time of meetings, and then, yeah, it works because she's a boss. Ron had a lot of jitters before his first Quidditch game and did not do very well, partly because of his jitters, but also because the, the Slytherins and mainly Malfoy doesn't have a hobby other than, like, doesn't really know where else to use his songwriting talents other than to bully Gryffindors. So, anyway, like, though, he could have been, like, Gryffindor sending wins. tracks to Celestina Warbeck or the Weird Sister. But he could have made some money off that, but producer credit, he But he like, just had to go and be trash. Just had to. Yeah. It, could have took his talents somewhere. But no. But instead, he was like, let me write this song and then sing it instead of looking for the snitch like I'm supposed to be. Um, oh, Wizard Team yeah, News. Yeah, but then Gryffindor won Sorry. the... Wizard Team Wait, News. Girl. I found my house edition. Yay. Okay. Sorry. Yay. Woohoo. Okay, back to previously on Wizard <laughs> Team. Gryffindor won, won their first Quidditch match. Uh, Malfoy... In addition to writing the world's worst song, was um, super salty. So he started talking about um, Harry's mama and and the Weasleys and a whole and a whole lot of classist, awful stuff and sexist. All it was just all trash, basically. Everything that he said belonged in the garbage. So then Harry and George jump him as they should, even though they probably should have chilled, but also they probably should have just jumped him like they did. Sometimes you gotta learn, you know. And in the middle of McGonagall. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes Teaching lessons that teachers that are obviously not equipped to teach. Gotta take right. matters into your own hands. Um, with some muggle dueling. So McGonagall lectures them and is about to give them, them about to give them detention when Umbridge walks in and decides to ban um, Harry, Fred, and George from playing Quidditch ever again. Um, like she banned them from playing a sport for that's life. That's where we are. Which is like so can they not yeah, play at for home? Life. Lifelong ban. Can they not play? They can't play at home. They can't play professionally. Like it. It's not really clear. I think she really was going for. I don't know. I think. She, I think she was going for the dramatic. She was doing the most. She was doing the most. She said forever. That's what was happening. She was filling her Wheaties, and shout out to McGonagall for calling on the Lord, and and letting that, letting the patience sit in her in her chest, and she just like held on to it, you know, because it was, it was a lot. Yes. So yeah, so that's where we are. Everyone's sad, but Haggard's back. So let's talk about Haggard being back. Oh man. In chapter 20. So after Hermione reveals that Haggard's back or announces that Haggard's back, Harry sprints um, to his room to get the invisibility cloak and the Marauder's map from his trunk, which is super reckless, especially given all that's happened in the day but you know whatever you missed Haggard he's been gone for a while he was like my man's is back it's about my man's and them yeah yeah and of course like his Hermione consciousness isn't working because Hermione's ready to go too like it's just everybody's everybody's reckless everybody's excited to see Haggard so uh so he was so quick that he and Ron are ready to leave at least five minutes before Hermione um who hurried back down wearing scarf wearing a scarf, gloves, and one of her knobbly elf hats. 
Um, well, it's cold out there, she said defensively as Ron clicked his tongue impatiently. Right, like, she's going to be the only one who doesn't get sick off of walking around in the snow with no jacket on. Right. But whatever. She did not come to play with you. So they... No. Um, so she... So they covered themselves in the cloak. Ron had grown so much that he now needed to crouch to prevent his feet from showing. Um, yeah, at this point, it's like... Seems like it's a one-person cloak at this point, but it's okay. They're working it out. And then they move slowly to make sure they don't run into anyone. Um, they pass nearly headless Nick, who was absentmindedly humming something that sounded horribly like Weasley is our king. It's catchy, um, though. Which, I mean, I'm sure it's catchy, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure it's a little bit catchy. You have, like, a tune or so, maybe. But still. It's weird. Um, with a great leap of his heart... Harry saw the little golden squares of light and smoke coiling up from Haggard's chimney. He set off at a quick march and the other two jostling and bumping along beside him and they crunched excitedly through the thickening snow until at last they reached the wooden front door. Harry raised his fist and knocked three times and a dog started barking frantically inside. Haggard, it's us, Harry called. Should have known. Been home three seconds. Out of the way, Fang. Out of the way, you dozy dog. The bolt was drawn back and Haggard's hair or head, sorry, appeared in the gap. Hermione screamed. Merlin's beard, keep it down, said Hagrid. Under that cloak, are you? We're get, well, get in, get in. Hermione screams because Hagrid looks like he's Threw been it. attacked. Basically. His hair was matted with congealed blood, and his left eye had been reduced to a puffy slit amid a mass of purple and black bruises. There were many cuts on his face and hands, some of them still bleeding, and he was moving gingerly, which made Harry suspect broken ribs. Yeah, he, he's he been through some things. But also, like, kind of his own fault, so, um, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like, not. It's definitely his fault. And so, it was obvious he had just gotten home, um, which is, you know, why he still has congealed blood on his hair and hasn't washed it or anything. Um, so Harry demands what happened to you. And Hagrid's like, nah, it's nothing. I'm cool. Just a couple scratches. No big deal. And they're all like, mm, fam, come on now. Let's chill. Like, just this tell the cool. truth. This, this is cool. This is not cool, fam. We already know. You are decidedly not cool. Ron says, what would you say if, would you say it was nothing if one of us turned up with a pound of mint instead of a face? You ought to go and see Madame Pomfrey, Hagrid. Some of those cuts look nasty. I'm dealing with it, all right, said Hagrid repressively. Which, again, you know, just go to Madame Pomfrey. She might judge you internally, but she's going to help you out, no questions asked. Though she should really start asking some damn questions. You know what I'm saying? Because. She should. But, I mean, at this point, (laughs) it is. But I think that's why, because she's like, you know what? The school is a mess. I don't have time. And also, like, it is, it's also a school, right? So, like, kids get into some weird and, like, wild-ass shit. And they're not gonna, like, go to Madame Pomfrey if they think that she's gonna, like... Yeah. I don't know. Snitch on them or, like... True. They gotta tell, trust You know what I mean? Her. Like, they still need to be healed. Yeah. Enough to, like, go and take care of themselves. So, it's like, you know, when, like, um, if you go for, like, words. Sorry. Um, so, like, at my high school, we had a health center, and, like, people could go and get, like, condoms, or they could get tested, and, like, all that kind of stuff. And you don't want people just judging you and not feeling like it's a safe space, so. Right. Yeah. Also, um, the chat is rude. Like, I can't see them. Talk about I got dragon pots <laughs> of the plague and whatnot. I can read this. I was gonna say, 
I was going to say that if you weren't able to make it, I was going to say you had dragon pox, but that because we're in 2017, it's curable and that you'd be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you in my head. Thing, I was buddy. like, I already know. Dragon I pox. was seriously like all day like. I mean, I was hoping you would come. I but Connie could do this right now. But I was I just, feeling bad. Yeah. I mean, I just know how that feels because I had the flu the last time and I was doing it and I definitely was dying. But it's okay. But hopefully the chat wasn't we'll just diamond you out like you can't see. I can still read, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Dang. Um, That's funny, though, because it's kind of karma. Because every time I would see my mom, I'd be like, you look awful. She's like, wow. I'm like, you damn. look terrible. <laughs> you should go lay down. Good Lord. She'd yeah. wake up, I'd see her in the That's morning, and I'd go, definitely. good Lord, you haven't gotten any better. You look worse. Wow. I know. Yeah, that's what you get then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know my mama, she's not trying to like cook Thanksgiving and run around. I'm like, go lay down. You have the plague. I am laying. I am in bed. Let's move on to Hagrid being looking worse than me. Yeah, Hagrid needs some self-care classes. So he says, I'm dealing with it all right. So he grabs a raw, bloody, green-tinged steak slightly larger than the average car tire. You're not going to eat that, are you, Hagrid? Said Ron. It looks poisonous. It's supposed to look like that. It's dragon meat, Hagrid said. That's rude. I didn't get it to eat. Um, I hope I hope this dragon meat is from one who died naturally and we're not slaughtering that's, dragons to help Hagrid. That's what it. I was thinking, too. Um, Seems very, very that's rude. That's all I care about. You know, I feel like, you know, when dragons die, they have some really um, valuable properties, you know? They got lots of, lots of ways they can help wizard kind, and that's cool and all, just as long as you're not killing them for it. Um, so he picked up the steak and slapped it over the left side, left side of his face. Greenish blood trickled down into his beard, and he gave a soft moan of satisfaction. That's better. It helps with the stinging, you know. So are you going to tell us what happened to you? Harry asked. Can't, Harry. Top secret. Top secret. More than my job's worth to tell you that. Did the giants beat you up, Hagrid? Asked Hermione quietly. Giants, said Hagrid. Who said anything about giants? Who you been talking to? Who told you what I've... Who said I've been... We guessed, said Hermione. Oh, you did, did you? Um, It was kind of obvious, said Ron. Which is like, especially given the fact that they were in the... Um, hospital wing. Yeah. In like last year, when Dumbledore mentioned it to Fudge, and then immediately called for Hagrid when Fudge wasn't about right. it. Like, it's not it's, Hagrid has been through right some there. stuff. He doesn't remember all those details right now. He's too worried about that thing he brought or that thing. Wow, that secret he brought back with him. Um, to remember, like, oh yeah, it would be pretty obvious that these three who. Harry was there when Dumbledore started making moves and like have also spent their summer I mean Ron and Hermione were there summer too. in Grimald Place like it'd be pretty obvious that they would know mm-hmm. but that's that, cool on top of that they're also hella nosy that too <laughs> like and it's year five so all those things combined like yeah they they and they have good they can make good connections you know like they're um yeah yeah uh never known you kids nothing sorry never known kids like you three for knowing more than you oughta he muttered and i'm not complimenting you either 
nosy some call it yep interfering yep <laughs> which is it's all true true things it's not saying anything false just um, but shocked and astounded she took to him to book giants. five to say it that's the real news here to really figure it out yep yeah breaking news Hagrid figured out how ancient the trio is that the trio be nosing just Winky, the whole time. Winky, knew Winky him. figured it out in two, right. two days. Winky knew him for a minute and was like, <laughs> clocked him from jump. She y'all was be like, no, nope, mm-hmm. man. I'm not telling you nothing. Y'all be in other people's business. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> um, so you have been to look for giants, said Harry. Yeah, all right, he gr- uh, Hagrid grunted. I have. And you found them? Well, they're not that difficult to find, to be honest. Pretty big, see? So we found up there in the mountains. And that muggles do see them, only their deaths are always put down to mountain, mountaineering accidents instead of death by giant. So Ron, and so Hagrid seems like he doesn't really want to tell them, um, but they're pushy and nosy and interfering. And so, they will be no, uh, Ron says, anyway. come on Hagrid. Might as well. Yeah, exactly. Come on Hagrid, tell us what you've been up to. Tell us about being attacked by the giants and Harry can tell you about being attacked by the Dementors. Hagrid choked on his mug and dropped his stake at the same time. What do you mean attacked by Dementors? Didn't you know? I don't know anything that's been happening since I left. I was on a secret mission, wasn't I? Didn't want owls following me all over the place. Ready to mentors? You're not serious. Um, and so Harry starts to tell Hagrid about what happened. And he's, you know, his mind is blown. He's like, what? You were expelled? What is going oh on? Oh my gosh. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm here, so... It's, you know, it can wait. But also, like, Harry's like, um, I'm back yeah, at Hogwarts. You, you be nosing too, and I'm gonna use that as leverage to nose mm-hmm. on my end. So, come on. Exactly. <coughs> He's like, tell us about your summer, and I'll tell right. you about mine. So, Hagrid's like, damn, darn, foiled again. And he says, oh, all right. We set off right after term ended. Uh, Madame Maxime went with him, which I think they knew, right? Because I feel like Sirius told them yeah. that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so it was just the pair of us, and I'll tell you, she's not afraid of roughing it, Olymp. You know, she's a fine, well-dressed woman, and knowing where we was going, I wondered how she would fear, fe- how she would feel about clambering over boulders and sleeping in caves and that, but she never complained once. Um, and as he's doing that, his as he's say, talking, his uh, softened expression appeared um, on his he face. Love him some Olymp. Because he loves him some Olymp. He might go ahead and just move to France right now, risk right. it all. Do it, Hagrid. You knew where you were. You knew where you were going. Harry asked. You knew where the giants were. Well, Dumbledore knew, and he told us. Um, are they hidden? Is it a secret where they are? Not really. It's just most wizards aren't bothered where they are, um, as long as they are a good long way away. Um, but they're difficult to get to for humans anyway. So we needed Dumbledore's instructions. Took us about a month to get there. Um, and Ron asks why you can't grab a port key, which. Beautiful gowns. (laughs) Wonderful gowns. We're being watched, Ron, said Hagrid. What do you mean? Ron asked. I just, I'm... Beautiful gowns. What do you mean? What does he mean? Like, have you been paying attention this entire... It's been, like, these five months. You haven't been paying attention to anything. The fact that, like, everybody's in hiding. You're in, like, a magical freaking house that no one can find out unless Dumbledore tells them about it. You've been, everybody's following y'all around. Like, all these order meetings, shit's going down, Umbridge, none of that. You didn't hear any of that? Not paying any attention? Daily Prophet, even? He heard it, but then no? Malfoy made this song, and he didn't 
and everything else got pushed out of his Because I'm just like, this, that particular part shouldn't be news. I'm just, that's like, it's the same as it was for y'all. It's the same as it is for Hagrid. Same, anyone with any connection. That's why you, why do you think you got Dumbledore's army? Like, I'm just, nothing that he's doing right now. He has no context for any of the things that he's doing in his life. Nothing. He, he's making no Not connections. He's just living life. I'm just doing his best. Like what? He's doing his best. I'm sorry. And Hagrid's looking at Ron like it with a pitying expression, but I really just need him to smack Ron across his face and get his senses back together. Because I'm just like what? I want to see what like Hermione's expression was, which was just like you dumb motherfucker, like you dumb <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Like dude, are you kidding me? Right just now, just resigned. Like Hermione's just Come resigned. On. Like all right, this is. <laughs> This is what I got. This is just what he is. This is all I can do. Oh, man. <coughs> oh, my gosh. It's just, like, it's a little much. So, you don't understand. The Ministry's been keeping an eye on Dumbledore. We know about that, said Harry. Um, we know that the Ministry is watching Dumbledore, which is, like, Harry already, he was like, I know. Yep, that makes all that makes sense. We've been talking about this for six months. And Ron's still out here like, what? What is going so you on? Use magic? You had to act like muggles all the way? Like, How'd you do it? <laughs> I'm just so, I'm so, <clears throat> I can't. Amani says, and this is why my Hermione would have never settled for that idiot. Your Hermione. I mean, he has beautiful gowns, There are more important though, things, so, friendship you know, and bravery. She's like, I got the books and cleverness like unlocked for both of us. <laughs> I'm smart enough for the both of us. <laughs> I can't. We just had to be careful because a limp in me, we stick out a bit. A bit. Um, so we're not hard to follow. We were pretending we were going on holiday together. So we got to France and we made it like we was heading for a limp school because we knew we were being tailed by someone from the ministry. Um, Hagger can't apparate. And I'm sure, I mean, a limp could probably apparate, but I'm sure it's more complicated if you're like, if you're as large as they are. Right. We were talking yeah, about apparition, right? And, like, we think it's something to do with... I think we came up with, like, your mass plays a role in how difficult, mm-hmm. easier difficult it is. Yeah. So, Hagrid, mm-hmm. for show, has a lot more mass than, than the average bear. Same with the limp. But she's just yeah. badass, so she could do it. She just couldn't do it for the both yeah. of them. She knows she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to go slow because they weren't really supposed to use magic and they knew the ministry would be looking for a reason to run us to run them in. And they managed to give the dude telling them a slip around Dijon. Um, and Hermione gets really excited about Dijon like he was going on vacation, but we're going to move on because that's not a thing that was happening. But she falls silent at the look on Ron's face. But Ronald, you were asking all these dumb questions to like literally two sentences ago so i need you to <laughs> calm down a little bit at least she knows where they were right she could point it out on a map you don't even know that the ministry has been keeping tabs on your family right despite people saying it multiple times right who who's judging who here so we chanced a bit of magic after that and it wasn't a bad journey we ran into a couple of mad trolls on the polish border and i had a slight disagreement with the vampire in a pub in minsk but apart from that, couldn't have been smoother. Smoother. And I'm like, why are you having disagreements when you were on a secret mission? You had a disagreement. He got into a bar fight with a vampire. 
because Hagrid does the Hagrid's most. gonna Hagrid, Ron is gonna Ron, Harry gonna Harry, and Hermione is gonna clean up all that mess after they're done. True. Okay, so I am Googling. I'm trying to see how far they went. From Scotland to Dijon, France. Yeah, to the Polish border to Belarus. That's where Minsk is. Right. So, almost Russia. Right. I I know those borders be wild in, so... Um, but yeah. I mean, there's... So they went pretty far. They went, like, all the way across they, Europe. They could have, had they gone the other direction, met Voldemort in Albania with the same amount of miles. You know? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if it had been... If it had been, um... South. Right? South. East. Or, like, if... Yeah, if they were Death Eaters. Yeah, if they were Death Eaters. So I'm sure... So I'm, yeah, it's, little, it's south of... So Voldemort's like, oh, so, so them two giants yeah. can go find... A, or so them two half-giants can go find they people. But y'all Death Eaters can't come find me? Rude. Yeah. He even more salty now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So this is, you know, an international threat for one. Okay, yeah. And apart from that... But also, like, they pro- they could have gone farther than that. Because Minsk is where they have the... They're at a pub, and then they had to go through the mountains. Yeah. Sorry. Now I want to see... So they're probably... The giants are, like, like, in the Alps. Maybe. That seems... The only mountains that I can think of that are that big in that region. Yeah. That would make sense. No. That's going backwards. Unless they, like, were going around to, like... Um, to like shake them or whatever, but he says he shook them in France, and they would have had to pass the Alps to get to Belarus. I mean, but also maybe they're trying to shake some other people, and it's totally possible that that was some weird way to get to the Alps because wizards don't ever do anything efficiently. So well, they're trying to shape shake you know ministry officials. They're probably trying to shake any like Death Eaters or anyone like that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the Alps, so I'm looking up your But it does seem to go, like... Mountain ranges, but it just seemed like that would make the most sense, because the Alps, don't they go, they go all the way through France and Germany and Austria? I don't know. My internet's not working very fast, quickly, so... Yeah, it seems, it seems like that would be counterproductive. It just seems a little too... Oh, whoops. Seems a little bit too far away. Yeah. If that makes sense. Makes sense. But, you know, there are other mountains. So. Okay, so they had to lay... Well, first, you know, they had to go trekking up the mountains, like we said. Um, and then they had to lay off magic once they got near them because they don't like wizards and they didn't want to put their backs up too soon. And also because Dumbledore had warned them that um, Voldemort was also going to have people after the giants. So maybe... <laughs> He sent, we were talking about Albania, maybe he's like, maybe, so since y'all couldn't find me in Albania, I'm going to send you to go get them giants. Right. Let's see how fast you can get there and back. That would make sense. He is full of salt. Yeah. Sorry. So I said he's quite petty that way. And then if they succeed, if they fail, they're, he's like, oh yeah, Vada Kedavra. But if they succeed, he's like, oh, oh, so it was possible. 
Ooh. You could do it. Okay. Alright. You know, you can't can't win. So Hagrid says that they you found the giants, try. went over a ridge one night, can't and there they were, spread out underneath us. <laughs> Little fires burning below and huge shadows. It was like watching bits of the mountain moving. There are about 20 feet, and some of the bigger ones might have been 25. Um, and there are about 70 or 80. 80 left, and there were loads once. Must have been 100 different tribes from all over the world, but they've been dying out for ages. Wizards killed a few, um, but mostly they killed each other, and now they're dying out faster than ever. They're not meant to live bunched up together like that. Um, Dumbledore says it's our fault. It was the wizards who forced them to go and made them live a good long way from us, and they had no choice but to stick together for their own protection. Um, and then, of course, Harry brushes over that, right? But Hermione's out here about to start speg. Or no, sp- I, there's, uh, it's not a word. Society for the Promotion of Giant Welfare. Uh-huh. Um, because, yeah, that's, some, that's out of pocket. Only 80? Um, SPAG, Society to Protest Against <coughs> Giant Genocide, S-P-A-G-G, SPAG. Also, I'm over here still looking at mountains, and I'm thinking maybe they're in the Pyrenees? Or the Plateaus of the Lowlands? Closer to Scandinavia, they're the Colgene mm. Mountains. I should probably give this up, shouldn't I? No, it's interesting to me. I mean, I started <laughs> it also, so. <laughs> it's like, I, I love that we, like, that wizard team is also, like, geography with Bionna and Robin. <laughs> We're like, how far is this? Where are they yeah. at? You're kind of like, but what exactly, which mountains are they? <laughs> We need to know specifically <laughs> where these giants are. <laughs> We've crossed into another threshold of Potterhead. <laughs> Amani points out that if Bins wasn't so terrible, maybe they would know their history a little better. Which is true. We've, they've written papers on giant wars and stuff, but they still don't know anything about them because, well, they meaning Harry and Ron. Hermione knows stuff about giants. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's not stuff that they have retained because... While they may not know that there's only 80 left, they could still kind of have context for finding out that information. Yeah, I mean, I was also just kind of feeling yeah. like um, they may just be shocked by the number because it's different to read about, like, the it's wars and things than to say, like, you know, or like, oh, you know, the giants are endangered, but then to hear 80, if there's only 80 giants left, it's like, oh, like, okay, that's a... It's a very small number. There's more students in Hogwarts than there are giants in the world. Or in Europe, I guess. We don't know about... Do we know about other giants? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think these are just the the European giants. As far as I'm... Yeah. So it's not just 80 in the entire world, but... But are there giants... Like, like, are giants native to Europe? Are there giants that are, you know anywhere else right yeah it's not necessarily mean that there are giants in other places we really need bins to be a better teacher that would be actually lit if there's like different kinds of magical like uh humanoid beings in like different regions and stuff that's what i love so much about the fae and american gods by um uh neil gaiman because they're like the european gods that moved to america 
same like the European fame moved to the New World because they were getting pushed out because of the Industrial Revolution in Europe. And then like all the other like native spiritual and magical creatures that they have to contend with. It's very interesting. If only we lived in a magical world. We do. I do. Amani says there's a strong giant contingent in South Africa. Oh. Um, I don't know how he knows that unless he read that somewhere or he's just talking about colonialism. In which case, it would also be interested to see... What was I going to say? Oh, just kind of based off of what you're talking about, it would be interested to see. It would be interesting to see like what kind of magical creatures move based on like colonialism and like immigration and that kind of yeah. stuff too. This was based on like the industrial revolution, so less colonialism, but yeah. Um, no, I'm I know sure that. Colonialism but, I mean, made it easier. Industrial revolution. I was gonna say industrial revolution is also super colonialist, right. but. Um, all of that, all of it is. Yeah. Everything is. Everything. Um, but also just, like, people moving around. People migrate and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it'd be interesting to see, like, how that shifts when you talk about, like, magical beings. Um, yeah. So now I want someone to write all of that and to give me that world. No stories. Just just the history of, yeah. Magical migration. Um, yes. Okay, so yeah. So um, they waited until morning, didn't want to go sneaking up on them in the dark for our own safety. About three in the morning, they fell asleep just where they were sitting. We didn't dare sleep. Um, For one thing, we wanted to make sure none of them woke up and came up to where we were. Um, And for another, the snoring was unbelievable, caused an avalanche near morning. Once it was light, they went down to see them. Dumbledore hmm, Dumbledore told them how to do it. Give the Gerg gifts, show some respect. Um, Give the what gift? Uh, the Gerg, it means, it means the chief. Um, and how could you tell, or you can tell he's the Gerg because he's the biggest, the ugliest, and the laziest, sitting there waiting to be brought food by others, dead goats and, <clears throat> and the like. Um, the name of Carcass, I put him at 22, 23 feet, um, and the weight of a couple of bull elephants, skin like rhino hide and all. I think I found the mountains. And you just walked up to him. I think they're the Ural Mountains. U-R-A-L. Say it again. The Ural Mountains, which go through um, Poland and Russia. Mm-hmm. So I think I found the mountains. That seems, that seems right. They border Europe and Asia. Yeah, that, that would make sense. I okay, think. we can now get back to what we were talking about. Yes. So they went down to Carcass because he was lying in the valley. Also, his name is Carcass, which is like... Hilarious. Rude, but hilarious. A dead, yeah. It's, yeah. He was lying there in the lake, roaring at the others to feed him and his wife, and a limp went down the mountainside. They did what Dumbledore told them to do, which was to hold the gift up high and keep their eyes on the gurg and ignore the others. The rest of them went quiet and watched us pass, and we got right up to Carcass's feet, and we bowed and put our present down in front of him. Uh, what do you give a giant food? Nah, he can get the food all right for himself. We took him magic. Giants like magic, they just don't like it. us using it on them. And the first day, they gave him a branch of Gabraithian fire. And Hermione says, wow, softly. It's a branch of everlasting fire. Obviously, Harry and Ron don't know what it is, even though Professor Flitwick has mentioned it at least twice in their class. At least. Again. I don't know why she's friends. There are more important them. things, such as friendship and bravery. She tells you why she's friends with them. 
You just don't agree with her decision. Sorry. I just... There are more important things, but damn. <laughs> you guys, she's, not, she's not a Hufflepuff. No. She's go ahead and drop them. Find some <laughs> friends who aren't as, like, ridiculous. Because what? I mean, I couldn't, I, I I couldn't remember stuff like that. Like, I would be like, oh, I've heard of that, but I don't remember oh. what that is. Like, I don't retain stuff like that all the time. So. Well, that's, that's different than saying, like, I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. It's different than being, like, a branch of what? <laughs> like, you've never heard of it ever in your life? Yeah, I, just, I don't. I don't want to get into the business of standing up too hard for Ron and Harry. <laughs> I don't want that to be my. Like, uh, it's not a thing that I, I. I just don't want to sign up for that job, so I'm gonna let you keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, so Dumbledore bewitched the branch to burn evermore, which isn't something any wizard can do. Um, and so he lied it down in the snow by Carcass's feet and says, a gift for the Gurg of giants from Albus Dumbledore, who sends his respectful greetings. And Carcass didn't say anything because he did not speak English. Um, because he's in Russia or Poland or, Bel- or Belarus. He's not in. Right. And he probably um, speaks but a giant language. They might have their own language. Exactly. And they might have multiple languages because mm-hmm. they're tribes. I'm very interested in giant yeah, exactly. society now. I need to know. But there were a couple of giants who didn't speak English so they could um, translate. And he liked the present. He liked the present once he understood what it was. Um, he was very pleased. So then Hagrid said, Albus Dumbledore asked the Gurg to speak with his messenger when he returns tomorrow with another gift. Um, because Dumbledore said to take it very slow. Let them see that we keep our promises. We'll come back tomorrow with another present. And then we do come back with another present. Gives a good impression. Um, and it gives them time to test out the first present, find out it's a good one, and get them eager for more. Um, in any case, giants like Carcass overload them with information and they'll kill you just to simplify things. Um, so we bowed out of the way and went off and found ourselves a nice little cave to spend the night in. Um, and the following morning we went back, um, and this time we found Carcass sitting up waiting for us, looking all eager. So first they gave him a nice battle helmet, which was goblin made and indestructible. So uh, it's really interesting. And I kind of want to like save this until we get to the goblins and like their whole deal. But it is super interesting to me that they're giving them something goblin made when like goblins have their own idea- ideas of like ownership and like gift giving and that kind of thing. Because like, how did they get it? In giving the giants this, is it, are they further isolating or alienating the goblins? Carcass listened mostly. Um, if there are good signs, he'd, he'd heard of Dumbledore, heard he'd argued against the killing of the last giants in Britain, um, and Carcass seemed to be quite interested in what <coughs> Dumbledore had to say. A few others, especially the ones who had some English, they gathered around and listened too. We were hopeful when we left that day, promised to come back the next day with another present. But then that night... Everything went wrong because giants aren't meant to live together. Not in big groups like that. They can't help themselves. They half kill each other every few weeks. Um, And the men fight each other and the women fight each other and the remnants of old tribes fight each other. And um, that's even without squabbles over food and the best fires and sleeping spots. You'd think seeing as their whole race is about to be finished, they'd lay off each other, which is like, that's a judgment that you probably shouldn't be giving given the fact that like half of your ancestry pushed them out and like force them to live together and all that like right that's yeah that's not a judgment call that you should be making to be honest it's really also not. like there's like 
thousands of years of history that don't get wiped out overnight because wizards are trash. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it also goes back to the goblin thing of like wanting a different species to live within your ideas of society. There's all mm-hmm. this, all these things. Um, so that night, yeah, it's complicated, but also out of pocket. Right. So that night a fight broke out. Um, we saw it from the mouth of our cave, looking down on the valley. It went on for hours. And when the sun came up, the snow was scarlet and Carcass's head was lying at the bottom of the lake. There was a new gurg um, called Golgamath. So they had a funny feeling that Golgamath wouldn't be so keen to listen to us, but they had to try. And so they came down and with the next present that they'd been meaning to give to Carcass. Um, but the minute Hagrid had opened his mouth, he was hanging upside down in the air. Two of the uh, of the giants had grabbed him. How did you get out of that? Asked Harry. Wouldn't have done if a limp hadn't been there. She pulled out her wand and did some of the fastest spell work I've ever seen. Ready, marvelous. Hit the two holding me right in the eyes with a conjunct- conjunctivist curse. Um, and they dropped me straight away. But we were in trouble then because we'd used magic against them. And that's what giants hate about wizards. Um, so then they have to dip basically yep and they go to hide again and then yeah so then Hermione says so how come it's taking you so long to get home if you were only there for three days we didn't leave after three days at Hagrid Dumbledore was relying on us so they couldn't go back not by daylight um so they spent a couple of days lying low in the cave and just trying to come up with a new strategy and then they find out that Golgamath doesn't object to all wizards just them because some Death Eaters show up, including McNair, um, who, if you remember, tried to kill Buckbeak. So Haggard has a grudge. Everybody has a grudge because yep. he's the worst. Not only is he a Nazi, but he tried to kill our favorite, or, yeah, our favorite hippogriff <clears throat> and member of Destiny's Menagerie. But he failed because, you know, Buckbeak, like Calindria before her, don't play with him, don't play mm-hmm. with y'all. Okay, so McNair's persuaded the giants to join you-know-who. Hold your hippogriffs, I hadn't finished me story yet, said Hagrid, um, who, considering he had not wanted to tell them any of this stuff in the first place, now seemed to be enjoying himself. Uh, me and Olymp talked it over and we agreed. Just because the gurg looked like favoring you-know-who doesn't mean all of them would. We had to try and persuade some of the others, the ones who hadn't wanted Golgamath as gurg, and those were the ones who were beaten to a pulp, the ones who, with any sense who were keeping out of Golgamath's way, hiding in the caves around the gully just like they were. Um, so they decided to go poking around the caves by night to see if they couldn't persuade a few of them. And Ron is like, you went poking around dark caves looking for giants? Um, with an odd respect in his voice, which, I mean, that's real. That's, right. you know. But Hagrid's a real one. He said, Albus asked me to do something, and I said, yeah. So I did it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. Why are you asking questions, Ronald? And it wasn't the giants who worried the most. Um, we were more concerned about the Death Eaters. Dumbledore had told us before we went not to tangle with them if we could avoid it. Um, and the trouble was that they knew we were around. Um, expect Golgamath told him about us. At night when the giants were sleeping and we wanted to be creeping around, um, sorry, and we wanted to be creeping into the caves, McNair and the other one were sneaking around the mountains looking for us. I was hard put to stop a limp jumping out at them she was raring to attack them she's something when she's roused a limp fiery you know expect that's the french in her and then he gets all misty-eyed which he loved him some limp man what can we say 
He does. But that was a okay. We we know how we know how Joe is. Yep, it was. It was a thing. Okay, we're not that gonna was, go there. That was a double entendre. I'm gonna just we're say not going there. That was two meanings to that, and I'm just gonna leave it there. But I just I feel like we should acknowledge we should that that was a thing that happened. We don't have to. I think, I think we, we should. already acknowledge that she's a problem. We're doing close readings here. So we're doing a close everything reading. else is above and, and beyond. So, she's a problem. Uh, yes, and. <laughs> Oh, no, yes, and. No. No, yes, and. Just saying. That was, that was some other other things were going on. He was talking about two different memories. He gets all misty-eyed. Yep. Like. Yep, yep, yep. She's a problem. So then, after he gets misty-eyed, he steps back into uh, his story. While Harry allows him 30 seconds of reminiscence before clearing his throat and says what happened did you ever get near any of the other giants because harry's like all right let me just give my boy his moment and then we got to get back to the story focus yeah which is nice focus diana i'm fine i'm just doing a close reading as we said that this podcast was that's all i'm saying so on the third night after carcass was killed they crept out of the cave they'd been hiding in um and headed back into the gully keeping their eyes skinned for death eaters got inside a few of the caves and then at the sixth one, they found three giants hiding. Cave, um, and it was super cramped. And they probably would have attacked them if they'd been in any condition, but they were badly hurt. Golgamath's lot had beaten them unconscious. They'd woken up and crawled into the nearest shelter they could find. And one of them, one of them had a bit of English, so he translated for the others. What we had to say didn't seem to go down too badly, so they kept going back, visiting the wounded. Um, they had about six or seven of them convinced at one point. Um... But then, unfortunately, um, Golgamath's giants raided the caves, and the ones that survived didn't want any more to do with them after that, so there aren't any giants coming. It's a long story Which to say. It's disappointing, but... We got nothing. Mm-hmm. We ain't, ain't no giants, bitch. But also, like, I don't know. I feel like it's valid, right? But you went all the way out to... Eastern Europe to ask some giants who don't even like wizards to fight them in a war for you. Or, I mean, I wish that they would have been like, y'all don't gotta fight for us, but don't fight for them. Just stay neutral. Be Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe they could have, it was obvious that they weren't gonna fight for us, so we changed tactics and let them know they wouldn't fare any better under Voldemort, because that's the truth. You know, I feel like that would have gotten them more, what's the word I'm looking for? Results. (laughs) <laughs> Haggard says I we did what we meant to do we gave them Dumbledore's message and some of them heard it and I expect some of them will remember it just maybe them that don't want to stay around Golgamath will move out of the mountains and there's a good chance they'll remember Dumbledore's friendly to them could be they'll come um and then Hermione asks if um Hagrid heard anything about his mother um and Hagrid says that she's dead died years ago they told me um, I'm really sorry, said Hermione. No need. Can't remember her much. Wasn't a great mother. They were silent again. Um, and then Ron said, but you still haven't explained to us how you got in this state, Hagrid, or why you're back so late, said Harry. Sirius said Madame Maxine got back ages ago. Who attacked you? I haven't been attacked, said Hagrid. I, but the rest of his words were drowned out by a sudden outbreak of rapping on the door. Because of course. Here we go. Because everywhere we go, my girl she come. can't seem to mind her business take a nap go to sleep you couldn't wait till she morning lurking around every you couldn't corner. wait till morning nope that's his house nope 
he's she she needed to know now. It's all late and shit. Like, take what? go to sleep, fam. Take a break. It's probably past your bedtime, but she knows you. She knows you're in the trio. Yeah. Yeah. That's just you're you're right. That was that was a high. But she statement. is nosy, but that's a special breed She's of nosy, nosy right there. But you're right. At least they mean well. Yeah. yeah, they mean well. Even if they're like tripping, they at least feel like they're they're doing it to save someone or to get information that will help them save whatever. But nobody right. asked them, no. No one asked them. So they still should chill. So they, the three of them scramble under the cloak um, and shout for Haggard to hide their mugs. Um, Umbridge was standing in the doorway in her green tweed cloak and matching hat with ear flaps. Lips pursed, she leaned back so as to see Haggard's face. She barely reached his navel. So, she said slowly and loudly as though speaking to someone deaf, you're Hagrid, are you? Um, because in addition to being the worst... You just gotta put some ableism in there. And racism. racism. Just, you know, just throw that all up in there. Mix it around. It makes for a good, you know, trifecta of terribleness. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a cocktail <laughs> of awful. It's a cocktail of awful. Um, so true. So then Fang runs up to her because Fang likes people. Even um, the worst types of people. And she's like, even the worst, all people. Um, get away, she snapped, waving her hand back at Fang. Uh, I don't want to be rude, said Hagrid, but who the ruddy hell are you? That's rude. It Why are you banging on my door in the middle of the night, though? Who the ruddy <laughs> hell are you? It's That's real. It's real. I just feel like, don't say I don't mean to be rude. Just I mean ask. to be quite rude, be actually. Up, why are you all up in my business? Um. Yeah, like, why are you at my house? Never seen you before. You just popping up. Um... Duh. Oh, my name is Dolores Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge? I thought you were one of them ministry. Don't you work for Fudge? Um, I was senior undersecretary to the minister. Yes, I am now the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. That's brave of you, said Hagrid. There's not many that would take that job anymore. <laughs> like, it's not the time for small talk. No. It's not. Read the room, Hagrid. Also, Hagrid don't know now. Um, and Hogwarts High and... Hagrid, he really does... Full like, on Ron Reason I mean, right now. I would blame Dumbledore... <laughs> I would blame Dumbledore, but, like, I feel like even if... But I feel like, well, he couldn't send him any letters because... Right. I feel like Hagrid maybe should have snuck in slightly a little bit more. He just needs to be a little bit more subtle, but he doesn't really know what that means. No. So, but also, like, context clues. Like, mind. she came in banging on your door in the middle of the night. Like, she's not a friendly person. Like... <laughs> Mm-mm. Not at all. She didn't come to make small talk. No. She didn't come to introduce herself. Like, hi, I'm your new coworker. Nah. If she did, that'd be really creepy. Right. So, I mean, this is also creepy, but still. She clearly has a motive. Right. Uh, and, and Hogwarts High Inquisitor said Umbridge, what's that, said Hagrid. Precisely what I was going to ask, said Umbridge, pointing at the broken shards of the china on the floor that had been Hermione's mug. Oh, said Hagrid. Oh, that was, was Fang. He broke a mug, so I had to use this one instead. Um, he says, pointing to the mug he'd been drinking. I heard voices. I was talking to Fang, and he was talking back to you? <laughs> well, in a manner of speaking, I sometimes say Fang's near human. There are three steps of sets of footprints in the snow leading from the castle doors to your cabin. Hermione gasped, and Harry clapped a hand on her mouth. Luckily, Fang was sniffing loudly at the hem of Professor Umbridge's robes, and she did not appear to have heard. Well, I only just got back, said Hagrid. Maybe someone came to call earlier, and I missed them. 
There are no footsteps leading away from your cabin door. Which, amateur. He's like, that's not my business. They've been sneaking out to Hagrid. Know. Well, that, but I'll, no, not not them. I'm talking about the trio. They've been sneaking back down to Hagrid's for how long? Right. After hours. Right. And they just leave your footsteps, fam. Your footsteps. Like, come on. Constant vigilance. Well, I, I don't know why that be, said Hagrid. So Umbridge wheeled around and she starts inspecting Hagrid's um, house like she has a warrant, which I'm pretty sure she doesn't. But also, I don't know that that's a thing in the ministry. So Like whatever. she would care either way if it was a thing. That, that as well. What has happened to you? How did you sustain those injuries? Um, Hagrid hastily removed the dragon stake from his face, which in Harry's opinion was a mistake because the black and purple bruising all around his eye was now clearly visible, not to mention a large amount of fresh and congealed blood on his face. Oh, I had a bit of an accident. What sort of accident? I tripped. You tripped. Yeah, that's right. Over over a friend's broomstick. I don't fly myself. Well, look at the size of me. I don't reckon there's a broomstick that hold me. Friend of mine breeds a Braxton horses. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Big beast. Wings, you know. I had a bit of a ride on, them, on one of them, and it was, Where have you been? Asked Umbridge. Where have I been? Yes. Term started more than two months ago. Another teacher has had to cover your classes. None of your colleagues has been able to give me any information as to your whereabouts. You left no address. Where have you been? She... These are all valid questions. But it's late at night. He should have had answers for he them. He really should have. It's late at he night. He really should have. He, I, just, I just feel like he should have known that this would be a, a question. And I guess maybe not because if Dumbledore had like... If it had been like a regular time, I guess Dumbledore would have... Um, just for like you he cool. wouldn't, wouldn't have needed an explanation um, but he knows that but he also, knows that fudge you know, is not back to ron i was gonna say back to ron being confused about you know right the ministry and whatever that situation is haggard you've been spending the whole summer being held by ministry officials right and then a ministry official sh- turns up at your door demanding where you've been i mean i think you should just like should have had something especially ready. if you're two months late you should have had some kind of Stop alibi. Prepared. Especially when you technically were supposed to be back on time. Somebody's going to ask questions. So you should have been prepared. Definitely. Amani says that Hagrid should have responded, I've been in my business, go back to yours. But then, you know, Hagrid's tenure at Hogwarts would have been over effective immediately. So. Yeah. But also, it kind of, he should not be... <laughs> one of those like really rough things right again like people relying and like Umbridge is relying on like ableism and racism and all this stuff when she could just be like my dude's not competent at his job right. fire him and he'd be, she'd be in the right you don't even have to stretch that far like you didn't even have to go not there not at all there's enough he evidence there's enough like graduated you don't have to school school he hasn't done a training for teaching the fucking blast ended scroots that's reason enough alone to fire him like you, you don't have you don't have to do there's that no much. shortage of reasons you don't have to like you don't have to stretch before you do all this bro it's not even a reach it's real easy open and shut but you're doing the most this is the easiest one it really is like, literally the easiest person to fire it like it's kind of ridiculous really is like legitimately should have never got the job so the firing no. like open and shut he turned up he turned up two months late <laughs> like all of what she just said was great if you hadn't been but if she hadn't said it in a like condescending racist, and like racist and ableist voice and tone anti 
Half then giant. Nothing you're saying is wrong. Right. You're going to there, but you don't even have to go there is right. the point. Your case is laid out for you. You don't need to be planning it's, evidence, putting your you thumb on the scales. Anything. Like, you just don't need it. It's done <laughs> for you. It's, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I've i been away from me health, said Haggard, which mm, is a terrible, Ugh. terrible excuse. Could have uh, been better. For your health, said Umbridge, I see. Yeah, bit of, of fresh air, you know? Yes, as gamekeeper, fresh air must be so difficult to come by. Well, change of scene, you know? Mountain scenery, said Umbridge swiftly. She knows, Harry, Harry thought desperately. Mountains? Nope, south of France for me. Bit of sun and and sea. Really? You don't seem to have much of a tan. Yeah, well, sensitive skin, said Hagrid. So Umbridge looked at him coldly and his smile faltered. Then she hoisted her handbag a little higher into the crook of her arm and said, I shall, of course, be informing the minister of your late return. Right, said Hagrid. You ought to know, too, that as High Inquisitor, it is my unfortunate but necessary duty to inspect my fellow teachers, so I dare say we shall meet again soon. You're inspecting us. Oh, yes, said Umbridge. The ministry is determined to weed out out unsatisfactory teachers, Hagrid. Good night. And she left. Harry starts to take off the invisibility cloak, but Hermione seizes his wrist. Not yet. She might not be gone yet. Um, And then Hagrid goes to peer out the window. She's going back to the castle. Blimey. Expecting people, is she? Yes, said Harry. Trelawney's on probation already. They probably should have opened with that, though. What sort of thing are you planning... They yeah, but I think they were so excited yeah. and they want to hear about the order. Their priorities weren't together. What sort of thing are you planning to do with us in class, Hagrid? Oh, don't you worry about that. I've got a great load of sessions planned, said Hagrid enthusiastically. I've been keeping up a cup I've been keeping a couple of creatures saved for your OWL year. You wait. There's something really special. Special in what way? I'm not saying, said Hagrid. I don't want to spoil you spoil the surprise. Did you just, both Hagrid and Ron need to like, they need to go away somewhere and just be aloof. Just need to be more accepting of who these books are about. No, because Hagrid just had this conversation with Umbridge. She said she's inspecting him. She's very clearly out to get him. Is like microaggressions all over the place. It's very clear she's this close to firing you. And you're like... I don't want to spoil the surprise. I'm so excited. Like you don't know your track record. Like I nope. just, I'm I'm just I'm 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 annoyed. Is, is okay, but I just have one response to that. It's Hagrid. Moving on. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm just disappointed. Is all. You're not mad. You're just disappointed. Yeah. I just want I just want better for him. But More again, for him than he wants for it's Hagrid. So, I know. Just a problem. You can't want better if you don't know no better. Um, I feel like he should know better by now. To be honest, I just—I mean, I know he doesn't. I just feel like he should. Umbridge won't be happy at all if you bring anything to the class that's too dangerous. Dangerous," said Hagrid. "Don't be silly. I wouldn't give you anything dangerous." <laughs> I. These really need to be videotaped because these reactions can only be described. I mean, they have to be I, seen to believe, to be believed, to get the true beauty of a Biana reaction shot. 
I can't describe it. I wouldn't give you anything dangerous, though. Like, I just... He literally crossbred a fire crab and a manticore and was like, here, study it. I don't know what they eat. I don't know what they'll do. I don't know how they'll grow. But let's just... Let's just see how it goes. That wasn't dangerous. People got burned. People that got, wasn't like, dangerous. That wasn't no. dangerous? No. That was just a bit of fun. Hey, Harry and Ron, maybe go into the Forbidden Forest and meet this giant spider so that he can get me That off. wasn't dangerous. That was diplomacy. Obviously, Aragog wasn't going to do, do nothing crazy like eat them. No. Or let his children eat them. That was just, a, so, that was just giving them just some fresh understand. air. Introducing them to an old friend. Not dangerous at all. I don't get it. I don't get it. This man is 65 years old. Our president is 71. Well, your president. I don't know. Amani's president is 71. Mm-mm. Don't put that on me. I don't know him. <laughs> My president just had has twins and is about to start working on a new project and is donating to places. And her Instagram is on fleek. That's all I know. All right. Well, somebody's president. Got a new look every two days. <laughs> Amani said, don't um, put that shit on me. <laughs> Listen. Like, you be wildling just talking about y'all. Who is y'all? Some of y'all. That, I don't know y'all. I don't know y'all. I ain't never met y'all in my whole life. My president is, you know... Yeah, y'all must be one of your little friends. I don't know who that. I don't know who that is. Amani's president just got invited to the wedding of a black princess. My president over here trying to stop the Klingon invasion, doing all sorts of shit. You know, so my president is trying to. My president just got attacked by Umbridge and has been healing miraculously and is ready to go start her singing career. So, yeah. Anyway. I'm still trying to figure out who y'all is. We'll figure it next time I'm we'll with the We'll figure out who y'all is. Probably yeah. out of the case. Yeah. What else? Oh, okay. So Haggard's still being ridiculous. You've got to pass Umbridge's, Umbridge's inspection. And to do that, you'll have... Mm. And to do that, it would be really better. It would be really... I can't say words. It would really be better if she saw you teaching us how to look after poor locks, how to tell the difference between gnarls and hedgehogs, stuff like that. But that's not very interesting, Hermione. The stuff I've got is much more... Whoa, excuse me. The stuff I've got is much more impressive. I've been bringing them on for years. I reckon I've got the only domestic herd in Britain. So, like, what he's talking about, spoiler alert, is the Thestrals. And, like, yeah, they're great. And they're not, like, difficult. Whatever. But read the room, Hagrid. My girl's out to get you. You gotta just do the basic stuff to make it seem like you're not. Harry don't care about his job. Like he just showed up two months late. Dude, why does he have it? Like I just, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, y'all, Haggard, please. Umbridge is looking for any excuse to get rid of teachers she thinks are too close to Dumbledore, which he should have figured out by now. Please, Haggard, teach us something dull that's bound to come up in our OWL. But Haggard merely yawned widely and cast a one-eyed look of longing toward the vast bed in the corner. Listen, it's been a long day and it's late. Don't go, don't you go worrying about me. I promise you I've got really good stuff planned for your lessons now that I'm back. Now you lot better get to the castle and don't forget to wipe your footprints out behind you. I don't know if you got through to him, said 
Ron. Then I'll go back again tomorrow, said Hermione. I'll plan his lessons for him if I have to. I don't care if she throws out Trelawney, but she's not taking Hagrid. Um, I just, you know, I think part of the thing is that if Umbridge kicks out Hagrid, then like then he's gone for good right like he can't probably can't be gameskeeper anymore and then he's like really out of a job but he really should not be he really shouldn't just but should not be a teacher i hate that it comes to this but still like he tries you know unlike ben's like he's enthusiastic i don't know i can't i have nothing yeah i don't like i said i don't want to I don't. I don't want to sign up to be defending Hagrid or Ron or Harry. These people who don't. I just don't. Yeah, that's not. Who just have no freaking sense. No, that's not in my wheelhouse. No type of sense. All right. Who is your MVP? Olymp. I was gonna say Sirius because he is mentioned in the chapter, but I didn't want that fight. Okay. So why Olymp? Because I really do think that Hagrid would not have made it without her. Like, yeah. I mean, we have already a few instances of her saving his, him with the when the giants attack and she does a quick bit of magic. I'm sure she's the reason, you know, he made it to the mountains and then in the way that he did. And then she also was like, okay, look here, enough is enough. You and... Your brother are on your own. I'm out. So I just got to give it to a limp for doing the best she could under the circumstances. Yeah, that's valid. I made Hermione my MVP because she's the only one with any sense in this whole (laughs) chapter. And I just (coughs) am really concerned about the well-being of like, I'm just concerned. And I think that like Hermione needs new friends. She just needs to go ahead and just be like, nah, fuck that. I'll help y'all out when it's, when it's time to fight Voldemort. But I'm going to, like, remove myself. Y'all some toxic people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I can't. In my spirit, I can't do it anymore. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Hermione is my MVP. Um, um, Portia made Hermione her MVP as well. But she needs more Ravenclaw friends. Um, she said, Hermione, poor, poor, needs more Ravenclaw friends, Hermione. Hermione, uh, um, uh, Hermione, that's a word, yep. <laughs> Hermione also made Hermione his MVP, despite her having worse friends than Malia, if that's not a read, I don't know what is. Um, Ariana made Hagrid's big lady boo thing, Olymp, her MVP, because she had her man's <laughs> back. She needs to do better for herself as well. I just need these women to want better for themselves, to love themselves. But, uh, and listen, men are trash. Muggle men are trash. Magical men are trash. You just got to get the, the least smelly trash that you can and hope for the best. I guess. You know, or, or not. not. Or, or just, just go without. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. Who did you bench? I benched Umbridge. Mmm. Part of me wants to bench Hagrid for making it so easy. Yeah, I'm benching Hagrid for making it so easy on Umbridge because it's, it's chapter 20 now and we yeah. know who she is. I mean, Hagrid don't know who she is, but he should know. And when he said, oh, yeah. I thought she was one of the ministry lot, that should have clicked something in his brain that was like, oh. Boom. Okay. I see like you. Um, Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to bench Umbridge. 
I was really close to benching Hagrid. Yeah. But I was like, he's back. He, you know what I mean? Like, he's made them all happy. And, like, while he is really close to getting on the bench, we need another person in that ninth spot. So I'm just going to give it to him and not Umbridge. So, yeah, I'm benching Umbridge even though Hagrid is so close. So very close. He won it so bad. He was like, I see. I saw what Malfoy was doing last chapter, and I thought I would go for it. Thought I'd shoot my shot. Mm-hmm. Just want to try it out. See what the bitch is like. Haven't had it in a while. Can't be all that bad. Man. I hear it's comfortable. I hear Connie's um, there. So Portia. Sorry. <laughs> no, Connie's not on that bench. She's on a different bench. He doesn't but, get the other bench. You know. Uh, Portia benched Umbridge and Hagrid for lack of chill. Um, Ariana benched Umbridge, she's a monster, and Hagrid should have slammed the door in her face. And Abani benched everyone else in the goddamn chapter from being useless, but really Umbridge. Can you do that? All of these are valid, and... He's not gonna well, get a... he said in parentheses, and really Umbridge. Okay, I was like, he's not... He said, but really Umbridge. Okay. Yeah. I was like, he's not gonna get a Bayana clap back like fam. A spreadsheet. It's because Amani listens yeah. to my suggestions eh. and pleas for the nerves in my wrist. That's all. Okay. It's because sure. we're twins. It's telepathic. Um, thank you for listening. Um, next week, we will discuss chapter 21 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Eye of the Snake. Um, it's going down next week. I keep forgetting that that's the next chapter, but we're like, it's going to just, you know, bring your... Maybe we'll ask Connie to join us. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But like, Here's hoping I don't have the plague next week because I don't think say. I can handle the chapter and this. Like, I can't handle that chapter with this cold. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Mm-hmm. Something's got to give. And since I'm assuming you won't let me mm-hmm. just, like, cancel this chapter. Could we cancel it? No. We can't just we skip can't. one? I'm sorry. We can't just no. be like, you know what? Let's skip that one. Can we cancel St. Mungo's? No. no. Are you sure? Think about it. You don't have to make a decision now. Mm-hmm. Just think on it, and we'll get back to you next week. Okay. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> Follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who has been for the chapter. Y'all know where to find us on Twitter, our website, blackgirlscreate.org. We, yeah. Facebook. Facebook group. Outpost. Slack. Robins and St. Mungo's for the time being. I need some pepper up potion if y'all want to send mm-hmm. that to me. That'd be awesome. Yeah. About to go to sleep. Mm-hmm.